0: Hello, and welcome to the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter, joined by Jim Pugh. Hello, Jim. Hello. So this week, we are very excited to be talking to Rose Broom. Rose is the CEO of Hand Up, which is a company that is a fundraising platform for nonprofits that are focused on poverty. Rose, great to have you with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So Hand Up allows people to give to the homeless in perhaps a more effective way. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of the idea and how it works.
1: Yeah, so I got the idea for Hand Up about three years ago here in San Francisco walking down the street. And, you know, of course, for anybody who lives in San Francisco, you know that, you know, there are many uh, homeless neighbors on the streets asking for help and it was on a really uh, a particularly cold night, um, I passed a woman who was sleeping on the sidewalk and I just decided in that moment that I wanted to do something to help. And I, I, I asked myself why it wasn't easier to help someone um, and to be able to make an impact in their life. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I started working on Hand Up as a side project and here we are three years later.
2: So what made you decide that you wanted to focus on cash as opposed to other goods or services?
1: Yeah, so I wanted to help in a way that was needed. And, you know, I kind of had this conundrum of like, you know, how, how can you help fund somebody's goal, but also you make sure that you're helping them and not hurting them and having some kind of a mechanism um, in the system for that. And so I started thinking about different models, and uh, that's where I got the idea for HandUp. And so how HandUp works is that uh, we partner with nonprofits that are focused on homelessness or poverty in general. And um, we help the nonprofit raise money. And so they can use Hand up to raise money for a specific homeless client that they have in their community. Um, that individual will come in and meet with their case manager and they have needs that aren't met by the existing system, obviously. And so the case manager can say, hey, you know, we want to help you meet that goal. Um, do you want to try to raise this money online from your community? And if they say yes, then the social worker will help the client create a profile on HandUp where they can share their story share their need if they're comfortable they can share their photo um, and when they get donations they'll get an email or a text message if they have a phone that lets them know that they got donations and to use those donations they'll visit their case manager and the case manager will write the check or pay the bill online and help them um, you know fund whatever goal it is that they had so it has the flexibility, but it isn't actually cash coming out. Um,
0: so, what sort of problems do people use Hand Up to solve?
1: Yeah, so the top uh, goal on Hand Up is housing. Um, and so, we see about 25% of funds on Hand Up going toward ho- housing related expenses. So, this is anything from security deposits or folks who are in housing who are about to be evicted, um, might need help with back rent. Um, we see veterans who get into veterans' housing programs um, where there are, aren't any funds um, allocated towards uh, bed, uh, raise money for a bed so that they you know have somewhere to sleep. Um, so housing is the biggest category, and then food is the second. And the third, which is surprising to a lot of people, is technology. Right. And this is anything from cell phones to paying uh, cell phone bills, tablets, Um, small laptops, um, families who want a printer for their kids who need to do homework. Um, And we see technology as a basic need. Um, It's very, very important, especially if you're homeless, um, to have a phone. You know, if you're homeless, your phone is your address. You know, we get donors sometimes saying like, hey, I don't know how I feel about this. Like I, you know, gave a guy a sandwich on the street and then he had a phone. I saw he had a phone, and I felt kind of, like, angry, and, you know, I can definitely, like, understand that feeling, and I say, like, hey, imagine if you became homeless, what's the last thing you would let go of? It's your phone. Like, that is your lifeline to the world. That's how you're going to make appointments, connect with your family, um, and it, it's, it's with phones that a lot of our members get text messages from hand up that they can then text back to their donors and be able to have that two-way communication.
2: All this seems very related to figuring out new and smarter ways of providing people with the support they need to be lifted out of poverty. So in a similar vein to something like universal basic income. So how did you first get into the basic income space?
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly when I first heard about it, and I, I went on Twitter today to try to search to see when did I first tweet about the basic income, and, like, Twitter was down today.
0: Oh, right, yeah, we had a, a huge, like, internet-wide attack.
1: Um, so it was a couple years ago, and the idea just, like, right away clicked for me, and especially. Um, you know, reading about Martin Luther King's support of the basic income and Milton Friedman's support of the basic income, um, and seeing my own work, um and what i've learned in my own work it just like right away it clicked with hand up like we're we're kind of we're in two worlds we have one foot in the tech world like we're a software company we're a tech platform and then we have another foot in the human services world and what i see is that you know i see a lot of startups and my friends who are working on ai and cryptocurrency and self-driving cars like really having this like these huge visions about our technological futures and yet at the same time like I don't see a lot of that kind of thinking around our social futures and like thinking really big about what is the future of poverty and certainly there is some of that and it's growing but that was part of what really struck me is like whoa this is a big idea this is a big idea that has a lot of support from uh different domains and this is an idea that makes a lot of sense um and so yeah that's when I became a fangirl basic income <laughs> um <laughs>
0: so you mentioned in there that uh part of what made you resonate with the basic income is what you've learned uh at hand up working with hand up uh, could you just elaborate a little bit on that like how how do those puzzle pieces fit together
1: yeah oh there's so much there I mean I think one of the big things that we see is how hard it is to be poor and how hard it is to access services, um, how many different programs there are, how many different restrictions there are for different programs. And this is actually one reason why human services like Hand Up, um, because we offer this flexibility that you know, lets them transcend their county lines where, you know, certain funds are restricted for certain individuals. With hand up, we just give so much flexibility that it lets them like, we're kind of like the putty that can fill in the cracks. Um, And I think just like seeing how hard it is uh, for people who are experiencing homelessness and experiencing poverty to get help, to get services, all the systems that we've built up around our legacy benefits programs, um, you know, being able to see that firsthand, how how hard they are, how complicated they are, how much bureaucracy there is there. Um, and then on the other hand, like seeing this idea, like the basic income, which, you know, is, is so clean, is so equitable. And of course... It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be immediate. You don't just kind of like, well, let's scrap all these programs and, you know, sub in basic income, like, done. It's it's not going to be like that.
2: So one challenge with implementing a basic income is just the logistics of getting cash to people. When you're talking about hand up, you're dealing with a lot of the same issues. How do you manage that?
1: Yeah, so... How we do that with HandUp is that the funds go through the human service organizations that we work with. So case managers will help administer HandUp funds for individuals. That's how we did it. I mean, my my very first idea for HandUp was I thought I know why don't we just like plug into the food stamps API and then we can just use the existing ebt card system to distribute hand up funds well i mean there is no API for the
0: ebt <laughs> yeah. card system yeah, i was excited for a moment it's like yeah. oh there's a food stamps stamp like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's the hack we
1: need um <laughs> so that's how you know that's how we got around it i think s- certainly like you know, for us, we're we're kind of this like independent organization. We have, you know, I would love one day to see Hand Up intersecting with benefits programs, um, but at this point, we're independent and work work with nonprofits and donors uh, directly and and our our members. I know that there are programs where, like, general assistance funds or SSI funds will go into organizations that clients are working directly with, and those organizations will help administer their funds to, for example, like, allocate a certain portion toward housing and allocate a, a certain portion toward savings, and then, you know, give the remainder as, like, a monthly budget to the folks in those programs, so... I've seen some of those. That's not how we do it, but um, there are there are existing uh, solutions out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And before we were talking about how useful it is to have a phone in this day and age. If everyone, you know, if everyone had a phone, it's sort of an odd thing to say. Would, would that solve a lot of these problems, or just be a, a logistical solution that we could always just tap into?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we see in. Um, emerging markets with M-Pesa and how GiveDirectly is doing is yeah, I think phones phones uh, are nearly ubiquitous and should be available um, for folks Um, but yeah I don't know the perfect system
2: (laughs) So you've been as we talked about interested in basic income for quite a while and you've in fact spoken at various events about it As you've talked with different people, what reactions have you experienced, and what were the biggest surprises?
1: Um, I get a lot of positive feedback when I talk about the basic income. Um, A lot of people who haven't heard about it before. um, A couple of my favorite stories. um, One is a a social worker that um, we've been working with for a while, and I, I told her about the basic income and you know, just wanted to know, like, have you heard about this? And she wasn't aware that there was, like, a movement around it right now, but she said, but that's the dream, right? <laughs> you know, like, that's the dream. And, and I think um, that's partly why I'm excited to talk about the basic income with human service workers in the human service world. Um, because I think it is the dream, but it it feels so far away when you're, you know, you're buried under, like, HUD policy and just, like, trying to tie funds together for your clients to think, like, hey, some kind of benefit system 20 years down the road, that would be wonderful. On the one hand, it feels like a dream in a great way. On the other hand, it feels like a dream in a, like, distant way. But I think that bringing that community in um, is really important because those folks even more than me are working directly with folks who are um, experiencing poverty and are you know really feeling feeling the bite right now another favorite story of mine um, is I did a talk on a lightning talk on the basic income at civic hall in New York um, in front of a like civic tech um uh audience and um afterward I was in the elevator and this woman she looks so familiar and She said, oh, I really loved your talk. And, you know, I hadn't heard about this basic income. I'd love to see more data. Like, where are the models? Like, how does, you know, how how does this model out? And so I told her, like, oh, I'll I'll send you stuff. Um, And then after I was like, who was that? I looked her up. It was Megan Smith, U.S. CTO. I was like, (laughs) "Yes." yes. So I think, like, one of the surprising things beyond, like, people being interested and in excited in it is how few people have heard of heard of it
2: yeah and well it's certainly changing quickly you have barack yeah. obama talking about it in interviews now
1: i know that was a very exciting moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was
0: i was really excited that he knew what it was and like had some semblance of an opinion on it like he had at least thought about it a little bit yeah instead of saying you know like, basic income what's that which is you know president or two ago, probably a daughter of the basic income. So thinking about the programs we have now that are designed to deal with poverty,
2: what are some of the benefits you see with the basic income over the existing system?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one really important angle on the basic income, and actually going all the way back to Martin Luther King's support of basic income, is the the equity perspective. And uh, just this week, Hand Up and several other organizations, we organized um, an event addressing racism and homelessness in San Francisco, and, you know, folks were talking about reparations and folks were talking about um, discrimination and inequality, and and one of the speakers, um, uh, I believe it was Mark from the Center for Social Innovation, he said, you know, it really hasn't been that long like people say like oh get over it this is past yeah. and Barack
0: Obama's president <laughs> Barack Obama's president
1: and he said you know we had slavery for 250 years and we had enforced segregation for 60 or so years and it's only been like 45 50 mm-hmm. years since then and and even then we've had redlining and Policies that were overtly racist, um, and I think there is a really powerful perspective on, um, yeah, bringing equity and helping, um, helping create, helping to create policies that are more just. Um, I think one really powerful stat that we see around racism in homelessness is um, that about thirteen percent of the U.S. population is black. And 4D 40 percent of the homeless population is black.
2: Wow. wow.
1: Our current system is set up in a way that is racist, and and I think things like the basic income can help create a floor under everyone, regardless of what neighborhood you were born in or your skin color, um, that can help give you a platform um, to to grow and thrive and. Um, I think that's something that entrepreneurs are so lucky to have most entrepreneurs have support and you know how did I start hand up I started hand up because I was in a really lucky position that I had my family helped me and I I did have student loans I deferred my student loans (laughs) and I was able to take that leap and try something new and start something new and not everybody um, has that opportunity and I think One of the most exciting things about the basic income for me when I just kind of let myself have, like, a flash-forward fantasy is imagining what it would be like in a society where, you know, everyone could work on what they loved. Some people are scared of automation, and we're seeing jobs go away and what that means, and, you know, I think... It's not the automation that's the problem. It's the how do we make sure everyone has their basic needs met that's the problem. And, you know, I'd be happy to see a world where people weren't doing robot work. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think the basic income gives us an opportunity to do that. And, um You know, as long as not everybody went surfing, which I think (laughs) not everybody will go surfing because we see a lot of people who have enough wealth that they could just retire right now and they don't and they keep working because people want to work and create Mm -hmm. and produce and people want to help their community. I mean, how many people say like they want to help make their community a better place? And um, so I I don't have that fear of... You know, Eric Olin Wright calls it the like the everyone goes surfing problem. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't worry about that because I see even, you know, with folks that are members on HANDA, folks who are in a in a really tough spot, folks who are you know, who need a lot of support, um, saying that they want to give back to their community, that their dream is to be able to work and give back to their community that's helped them, and you know, I see that I see that firsthand. So, that's. That's part of the basic income that,
0: you know, really inspires me. Well, Rose, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: That was Rose Broom, CEO and co-founder of Hand Up on the Basic Income podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes and let your friends know. Also, we'd love it if you left a rating or review on iTunes. It'll help other people find the podcast. Have a good one.